When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Hey, everybody, here she is at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Please don't. You'll find someone really different that ain't like. So I've been stuck in rides before. You know, it happens from time to time mm-hmm. in different amusement parks. But I've never been stuck for hours Okay, so it actually happened to a few people, a few dozen people, actually, at Universal Studios. Okay, it says two of their rides encountered mechanical issues, and they were stuck from 3.45 p.m., and they were not let out until after 6 p.m. That is a very long time to be stuck in a ride. This is my absolute worst nightmare, Kaplan. Oh, dude. Like, on a lot of levels. Like, things that are designed to be fun... That turn into like hardcore movie thrillers. No, thank you. I just can't do it. This is why I don't ride rides anymore. Like when I was like 15 to like 21, I was like, oh yeah, bro, we're going on all the roller coasters. I'm doing all of it. We're getting ripped. I don't care if I puke. Those days are over, man. <laughs> Completely over. If one single thing, such as my chapstick, falls out of my pocket when I'm on a ride, day ruined. You know what I mean? Never mind getting stuck somewhere in the middle of. God knows where, with the sun beating down on you, unable to move off of some mechanical bull. No way. Now, just you just hit on a real serious nerve for me. Mm-hmm. If I lose my chapstick, oh, it's over, dude. If I listen, I shut I it have, down. I'm not joking with you. In front of me right now, I have six little tiny tubes of Aquaphor. That's my chapstick. That's okay, what that, I use. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an okay one. As Clinton, I, I had to hit me. it. I had to hit it as you brought it up. I mean, listen, I got a car one. I got a bag one. I got a book bag one. I got a bathroom one. I got a work oh one. God. I got a, oh, I, listen. I, I, listen. You know, this is something that we do. <laughs> we make sure that the chapsticks can get in any set that we like to operate from. Moisturization is the priority in this program. I'm Sean McVay, chapstick enthusiast. Nice, <laughs> and I got nice soft lips. No, yeah, no, no. I'm, but side note, it's actually yeah. really bad for you. I know. Well, but what that is? depends on what you use. N- chapstick? N- yeah. My dermatologist, because I would talk about how we, when we got, you know, I had to wear the mask, my lips got really messed right. up, whatever. I was allergic to something and I would be using chaps, like different types, whatever. And they're like, please stop. You got to use not the kind, good for you. You got to use the kind that makes you not want to use more. And oh. that depends on what your particular the aquaphor lips are. Dude, you know aquaphor. I yeah. am addicted to aquaphor. I'm I'm more addicted to aquaphor on my lips than I am to my phone and my phone is my best friend. What do you okay. think I'm holding up in the window aquaphor. to Laura? No way, it's you're, so funny because really? let me really? look at my purse right now. Hold right. up. <laughs> right. Hold up. Come on. This is the official I mean, what are we doing here? Can well, we, we were talking aqu- about getting we stuck get, on a roller coaster. Can we but get some you- product in? Can we yeah. get some aquaphor? Are you kidding me, though? Everybody no, I'm not here kidding uses you. aquaphor. Wait, you know, yeah. you know my, one of my best friends, she's a nurse at a dermatology clinic, and she gave me, like, seriously, a freezer-sized Ziploc bag of free aquaphor lip samples. Yeah. So yeah. I'll bring them in and pass them out. Oh, oh my God. The they're, they're amazing. And 
yesterday when Laura I was at the Black Gold Golf Course, bad, I had Clinton. I had this yeah. backpack with me yesterday that I, I don't use because I don't go anywhere. Okay. And I, I open up the top um, compartment to it. There were like six brand new Aquaforce yeah. in there. Oh, last bro, night. I keep yeah. them things on me. All right. This is a requirement of my operation. And Laura just found hers. I found this mine. Is <laughs> this is incredible bonding. But I'm with you, dude. I have one yeah. next to my bed. I have one in my bathroom. I have three of them here on my desk. I apparently have six of them in my bag. I mean, I will not go anywhere without no, Aquaphor. If I close. get stuck, if I get stuck on an amusement park ride upside down on a roller coaster and I lose my Aquaphor, the upside down part I could live with if I had it. <laughs> but if I lost the Aquaphor and I was stuck on a ride upside down, Game oh, over. dude, I'm, I'm a dead man. That's funny. That is. What funny. were the rides that they got stuck on at Universal? Do you know? So it was the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey ride, and the other one was the Transformer the ride 3D. Oof. News you can use. News mm-hmm. you can use. Well, there Man, you go. That's, that's what you need to know. Being brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Clinton, while you were judging, I don't. You know, I, I want you to notice how I'm saying this, just so you know. Right. I don't say, Clinton, while you were playing judge. No, no, no. Presiding over the courtroom. Right. I want you to understand the respect factor that I have <laughs> for the robe and the bench. I, I appreciate that. You know, listen, we take an oath in this business, you know, to make sure that we hold up the standards of the court and the community. I made everybody do little swears over that. Yes, you did. I, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> over that what? Wait, what did you, you make people swear on what? Like so the menu at the restaurant? I had a gavel. No, where is my gavel? Hold on. Where is it? So my buddy, a friend of mine runs a... um. A baseball bat company, and mm-hmm. he sent me a bunch of bats over the course of the uh, pandemic. And there was a short one, like a baby bat, but it's like a—I don't know how to describe it. Like it's not a bat, like a tiny bat, a like a bat day. It's a cute little it's a bat. Little cute it's one. like a full-size little mini bat. And so I brought mm-hmm. it as the barrel, and so I made people swear on the barrel before their so testimony. Cute. We'll take a picture with <laughs> Yates and his bat. Yes, we'll do that. Did they have to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? No, no, no. We just said, just say, I won't lie, and then we kept it moving. Oh, Mason okay. never said that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while you guys were today at the trial of the century, I stayed back for two reasons, really three reasons. One, I can't walk because a bee stung me on the bottom of my foot, and according to Jason and Downey, I did everything possibly (laughs) known to man. I did everything wrong. All right. Okay, so that's one. Two, I really wanted to see what Tiger Woods was going to do today at the Masters, and three, I wanted to see some of the Dodgers' opening game. But Clinton. Yes. Even though you were out and about today and judging and preserving justice for the world, did you happen to at least stay in tune with what Tiger Woods did today? 100%. Okay, so when we got there, you got to understand, like, the venue is is big. And I mean big as in, like, the ceilings are high. So they've got a lot of room for televisions. And this was important because... You're at a pregame situation in terms of the Major League Baseball. You got MLB Network on. You got a little sports center. But the golf was the primary. And they had a full-blown ticker on, I think it was, I guess it was ESPN Plus, until Tigers Countdown. And this was the main thing on the televisions, basically until the Dodgers got on. You know what I'm saying, Cap? Like, everybody was dialed in to what Tiger was going to do. And I'm one of those people as well. I thought yesterday his round, look, You can say what you want, and I said this on Around the Horn earlier this week. I thought him just making it out to the first tee on Thursday was the win in terms of, like, if you're an actual Tiger fan in terms of him as a human, him as a dad, never mind him as a golfer, him getting back to the course at all at that level was a win. Him finishing, what is it, even par? What was he, one under yesterday? He was was, – 
I think he was even yesterday. And yesterday he was finished two, one under. Uh, one under, and now today he was two over. over. So he's at even. And he's one over. So he's, he's one, one over. over. Excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Even being around par to me, Kaplan, is just a major win for those of us who are fans of Tiger, and not just when he wins, but because of what he represents to the golf world and the sports world. I agree. So, so look, I could have made a case yesterday when Tiger was done and he played as well as he did. I could have made the case yesterday, you know what? Doesn't matter what happens to him from here. Doesn't matter if he doesn't make the cut. Doesn't matter if he's not in contention. The bottom line is the guy showed up 13, 14 months after what was a near-fatal car accident Mm -hmm. and one that had him off of his feet with broken bones for months on end, and the guy's been rehabbing for all these months, and now you're going to tell me you're going to go out there at Augusta National, and you're going to shoot a score like minus one on the first day. So I could have made the case yesterday that he'd already won. But Clinton, today, Tiger Woods comes out, and he goes bogey, par, bogey, bogey, bogey. So he's literally four over after the first five holes. Then he goes par, par, birdie, par. So he's four o- three over after the front nine. On the back nine, you think maybe he'll get it together because he birdies 10, but then... Hold on, on so that's li- two birdies in a row. If he's on eight and 10, that's, that's not in a row. That's two birdies in three holes? That's yes, right. Okay, right. All right. Then on 11 and 12, after birdieing 10, he goes bogey, bogey on 11, 12, and you're thinking, you know what? He's going to fall apart. He's, he's probably in pain. Sometimes when Tiger, this is, this is before the accident, when Tiger wasn't playing well, those of us who love him and follow him, you could feel the pain in his face Certainly. when things aren't he, going he well. Wince, it, would, it showed in his backswing as much as anything and his follow-through and all that. Yeah, you can see it when it happens. At one point, and I believe it was on the 12th hole, he, didn't, he, had, a, he had a bad shot. No, no, it was on the 11th hole, I believe. He had a bad shot, and he's walking down the fairway, and he's holding his club, and he actually like makes a, sh- like a gesture like he's going to snap the club over his knee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, don't do it, Tiger. Don't. And I don't even know which is the leg that's hurt. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> right. I don't want him to get hurt. But then he gets it back together. On 13 and 14, he goes birdie, birdie. So think about this. Bogey, bogey. He's going to lose the round. That's six bogeys in the first, thir- in the first 12 holes. He's going to lose the round. You talk about getting it back together. 13 birdie, 14 birdie, par on 15, a birdie opportunity on 16 where he missed just a little putt. It was so close. And then par, par, 17 and 18. So 15, 16, 17, and 18, Tiger Woods pars all four of the last, the, the last four holes, two birdies, four pars to finish at 74. He's going to make the cut. And Clinton, while it looks like, at least right now, Scotty Scheffler is running away with the Masters at eight under par in the clubhouse. Right. Tiger Woods is still very, very much in this thing, tied at 19th at one over par. He's at one over. Where do you think the cut's going to be at? Four over. Four over. Okay, so he's not just scraping the cut. He's got his head above water. Yeah, and by all accounts, he's already in, you know, this. Um, I'm going to say it's not official official, hmm. but he's made the cut. He's making the cut. Right, no, no doubt. I get it. It's, there's no way there's going to be that many, you know, sort of spots that blow up so much that it's going to change or go, go low so much that it's going to change his space. But here's my thing about what you're saying. I, I think, look, I think, I think you're right in terms of it's very impressive always how he gets back to normal. He's one of the golfers, best golfers in the world in terms of adjusting back to the mean and the median that, that has ever existed. But I think that, and this is going to sound kind of weird, I think he kind of suffered from a later tee time today as a result of being better the first day. I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, bro, he's got a 141 Eastern time tee off. 
it's hot as a mug that part of the day. Now, there happened to be a little bit of a cloud cover, but to me, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think if you've got a completely sort of bionified body and you've got to make sure you get it through the day, playing earlier helps you. I thought that helped him in his first round in a way that was probably tougher to get through today than it will be, you know, sort of going forward, Scott. What I was really blown away with today is it looked like it could have been a disaster. It looked like today Tiger might not have made the cut, and we all would have just been like, hey, you know what? The fact that he got back, that he played, that he walked 36 holes, that he gave it his best effort, you know, he's got nothing to be ashamed of. But the fact that he put it together, birdie, birdie, and then four straight pars to finish at one over when he had six bogeys through the first 12 holes. Listen, I don't mean to get all golfy on everybody, okay? sorry. I'm just telling you, though, what what he is doing right now is so incredibly impressive and inspiring. That's what has me sitting around all day today watching golf on a Friday afternoon. So you could have come to the event, watched the golf and the Dodgers, and been a part of the kangaroo court, as Mason called it, which I didn't appreciate, but that was funny at the time. Um, You could have done all this. If you just didn't step on a beat. Right. So in other mm. words, exactly. Just to understand, so everybody. So DNP BS, B-Sting. Correct. Did not play B-Sting. Right. It was all because of the B-Sting is why I was not there. Very well. For anybody that cares. Very well. It was all a great right. time, though. Great I'm time. sure it was. Steve Mason is, is texting both of us right now, <laughs> talking about how incredible the trial of the century was. Oh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me read some tweets. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, Yates was amazing as the judge today. Sliwa has emerged. This is correct. Someone to be reckoned with. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. That's yes. the ruling that we needed. Yeah, Sliwa kind of kind of let it all go today, didn't he? I mean, he really did. He kind of just he just kind of forgot what was going on, forgot who he was talking to, forget about the respect factor. I just got to defend myself, and that's what he did. And yeah. he is now, as Steve Mason just said, a personality at seven ten to be reckoned with. Hey, coming up, the Dodgers win Game One. Of the season, we'll get to that story coming up. So everybody stick around. They were down early. They made a big comeback. They they won in Colorado. Game one. So are they going undefeated? We'll get to that story coming up. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jody Watley absolutely loved the trial of the century earlier today on 710 ESPN. And she says, Sliwa needs to grow a thicker skin. The next trial of the century we have, she's singing the national anthem beforehand. Clinton, One of those deals. Absolute brilliance. Thank Great you. idea. Thank you, sir. The Honorable Clinton Yates, who adjudicated earlier today. Found in favor of John Ireland, as yes. did the jury. As did the jury. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a fair trial. You know, everybody showed up. You know, the people had their ruling. Um, the witnesses spoke. There was a strategic error, in my opinion, by Sliwa. Not early in your opinion, but in my, you know, judicial opinion, late. Clearly I thought, much I thought, more important. I, I, thought, I thought he went bad strategy by leaving the courtroom. That, that You know, he, he dialed out when he didn't need to. You know how you, dialed, you used to have to dial nine? This is yeah. for all of you, those of you who don't know. 
how phones used to work. Used to. If you used to be on a local network back when Scott was traveling the country doing his <laughs> weekly, you know, football <laughs> hits, he'd have to call his family by dialing nine right. out of his <laughs> hotel room to then dial the number. Yeah. Slee would dial nine. Did not need to. Had a local call right there. Didn't take it. By the way, remember, yeah. remember back in the old days? Oh, dude, that's funny. All the little things we used to be able to do with phones back in the day. I thought they were so cool. You say star 67. Laura, that was to find out who called you, like to dial them back, right? I think that yeah, was star, star 69. 69. Yeah, star that, 67 yeah. Was, was to block you. To bl- yeah, to yeah, block the caller private. ID. Right, yeah, oh. exactly. You remember remember that. this was my favorite one, 411, information. Hi, can I uh, get the number for Clinton Yates, please? <laughs> like, do you guys remember 411? Yes, I remember 411. I also remember dialing the weather because that's how old I am and the time. I used to do the weather all the time. I loved calling the weather. You would. (laughs) Seriously, though, the fact that I feel like the person who did the weather's voice sounded like Lindsay's back in the day. Sidebar. I don't know. It was probably different everywhere. Yes, it was. But I'm just (laughs) I can't believe you used to be able to dial 411 and ask the operator for somebody's phone number. How, How cool is that? Amazing. Seriously. Amazing. Anyway, um, I just want to say for everybody that's in the Sedano and Cap Twitter community, I hear what you're saying. I know you want to see my hot dog toes. I know you want to see my feet after the bee sting. Laura? No. Literally millions of people. (laughs) Oh, millions. (laughs) That's his thing, Clint. Millions. Millions. Literally millions millions of people (laughs) are saying, Kaplan, let's see those hot dog feet. AKA one person. Well, maybe two. But Clinton, the judge, has said no hot dog feet pictures until after the show. Right. The, the affidavit is sealed. I mean, this is, this is how this is going. Where we can unseal the affidavit after the show ends. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I think it's fair, too. It's what I've been saying to everybody in the Sedano yeah. and Cap community. I'm like, listen, if you really want to see how swollen my foot is, just stand by. We're off the air this evening at 6 because we lead right into sure. Laker pregame. Yeah. And Which it's won't be awkward at all, by the way. No, it was <laughs> sidebar. Yeah, the Laker pregame tonight won't be awkward. Laker, at all. you know, how you used to say you used to only you didn't even watch the Lakers. You just tuned into the post game because you wanted to hear what the guys were going to say in terms right. of dealing with the media. This is where we are now with the Slee Michael Ireland situation, which is I just want to hear the interaction. Yeah, that's it. Season's over. So I went live, Scott, and the like. Literally, the comments on my IG live were hilarious. Because people are like, this is what the Lakers made these guys do. <laughs> They're so sad. They're so hurt. They're out here battling each other. By the way, a point I thought, again, from the Sliwa attorney camp was underplayed. He underplayed the fact that the Lakers got eliminated in the middle of all of this. That played a serious, serious, that was a serious component to all of this, Scott, which was that Tensions were high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so nerves were on edge. Y'all aren't the ones that are taking the calls anymore after the shows. I mean, after the games, you know, talking about how they still have a chance when we know that they don't. Slee was wearing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought he should have played that a little bit, played that up a little bit more. You know, that would have been a really good idea if Slee would have just would have said, hey, look, you know, temporary insanity is (laughs) what happened here. Right. Temporary Laker insanity. Right. Temporary insanity. Because what happened was, you see, I thought the Lakers were going to compete for a championship when they got Russell Westbrook, and I still thought they were going to compete for a championship after the All-Star break. And really, until the until the six- or seven-game losing streak started, I still believed in my heart of hearts that the Lakers were going to get AD back and they were going to compete for a championship. And then April Fool's Day happened. Today's date is April 8th. So one week ago on April Fool's Day, do you remember, Clinton, a tweet? 
that came out from from LeBron. I do. LeBron had a tweet on April Fool's Day. I'm paraphrasing, but this it was, was like unfortunate. It was like, "Hey, I'm um, I'm out for the rest of the season," which I'm a little naive at times. Or LeBron's poker face on Twitter is really good, but I read it and went, "Oh, okay, fine. He's out for the rest of the season." Like it didn't even occur to me it was April Fool's. You know, right? Well, turns out I think he played one more game after that tweet, and obviously now there's no reason for LeBron James to be playing tonight or Sunday. Although I did hear Frank Vogel yesterday in his pregame press conference when asked, hey, you know, these guys are sitting out and they're in street clothes, but are you conscious of tomorrow night, meaning tonight, is the last Laker home game of the year? You plan on getting these guys in uniform and getting them out on the floor? And Frank said, hey, look, we are very conscious of putting on a show for the fans, and that's kind of the hope that we'll get these guys out there. And that was yesterday, and today we know there's no LeBron. Yeah, I mean, obviously he realized that, you know, the Keyshawn Johnson party was coming through and you know, he had to make some decisions on to what was going to happen. No, but it's unfortunate. I'm only joking about that because, like, it's situations like that, like in reality, as to why it's such a bummer when guys sit out. You know what I mean? Because, like, you never know that one birthday party or that one time somebody's going to go and then you're thinking, oh, man, that was the one thing I wanted to see. And don't get me wrong. I, don't, I, I told you a month ago these guys should stop playing. You know what I mean? But when you take it this far and then you shut it down now because it sort of feels like people are going back and forth because it was like, oh, you're just chasing the scoring title. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do it right up until I can't, and then I'm going to shut it down. It's just, I don't know, man. Murky waters. I don't love it. I don't either. I actually was kind of hoping that even if LeBron could only play a couple of minutes, and same goes for AD, I was kind of hoping that everybody would be in uniform tonight. It's the last home game of the season. Yeah. Nothing turned out the way anybody expected. So just in uniform, start the game, play a few minutes, get a lather going, get out of the game, put on sweats, sit on the bench. You did your job for the fans. Like, I was kind of hoping that LeBron, AD, Carmelo, Russ would all just at least be in uniform tonight. Not so much just for Keyshawn's kid's birthday. I mean, I, this is the way I felt when we went in the rompers. I'm like, wait, That's LeBron. True. That's I was, true. You were was mad behind, about that. You I was were behind upset the basket that. going, yeah. yo, LeBron, I'm in a romper, man. Come on. <laughs> you know? Now, that, that's a good point. And, like, I, I, here's the other thing, too. Like, I don't know that I would have necessarily wanted to see them just suit up and do nothing. But, like, I, once they decided they weren't really going to shut it down, I was like, are they going to even try to win a game? Like, if, if they get together, like, can they win one game? Out of five, and like, what, I mean, what's the last time they won a game? They've lost. Somebody checked me on this, but I'm not. Well, I mean, when, sure when is the last time they won a game? Uh, I well, can't remember. Yeah, because they're, they're in the middle of a. Well, not in the middle of. They're at the end of uh, an eight-game losing streak right now. The last time they won a game, Lindsay, do you remember? Um, I think it was the second week of February, right? No, it was. <laughs> it First wasn't week that, February. No, 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 no. It was. It was March twenty-first. You want to know why I asked you? Oh no, I don't. You know, oh, they beat the Cavs. Okay. They, they, ah! beat, they beat Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland coming up. Look at that. Yeah. Backdoor Cleveland alert. No. Um. Hey, guess what? Cleveland's in the playoffs, so don't get don't Excellent get point. Excellent point. But, no, I mean, I just sort of feel like you can't lose out, bro. I mean, losing out is the absolute worst-case scenario. That would be what? I mean, how many games? That would be a 10-game losing streak to end the season? Right. Ugh. And they're playing – um, Oklahoma City tonight, who, in my opinion, the Oklahoma City has beaten up on the Lakers so many times this year. And as I recall, in the first half of the season, the Lakers may have had a 16-point lead, a 19-point yeah, lead. Yeah, they've lost a couple of games where they were up big to them. Yeah, To them, to yeah, those guys. Specifically. Right. Yeah. 
And so I would think if I'm Oklahoma City tonight, I'm walking in real confident. Like there's no LeBron, there's no AD, there's no Carmelo, there's no Russ. You know what, guys? We're going to take it to him again. I would, I would, I would think so. I mean, that's how most of the teams are looking at the Lakers these days. And you know, the Lakers. And I don't want to get all into this. I've been adjudicating all day, but I mean, the Lakers have a real interesting conundrum to figure out this off season. And we don't have to get into all the options, but if you're a fan of the Lakers and the Lakers franchise, and you believe that they're actually doing this the right way. Well, you should be excited about how they figure this out. But if you're a realist and knows that they made their Faustian agreement with LeBron, probably got everything they could have gotten out of it, and you might just have to wear a year, well, you're probably not going to watch any more of this season. Let me tell you, I, we were talking about when was the last time they won a game. March 21st, they beat Cleveland. Prior to that, March 18th, they beat Toronto. Prior to that, March 11th, they beat Washington. Prior to that, March 5th, they beat Golden State. And my point is, is this, because even prior to that, it was February 16th. I've just read for you one, two, three, four, five wins since February 16th. And if I went back even further, six wins since February 6th. Oof. That's rough. Dude. That's rough. I just, I just pulled up the, the, the schedule, and I, I can't believe, like, it's just hitting me in the face right now, all the red L's versus the small number of green W's. Bro, yeah. What were you guys looking at when I was trying to explain to y'all that this team is not making the playoffs? We were here for a week when people were like, ah, 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 you don't know. They're going to do this. They're going to do that, which I respect. But, like, sorry, guys, that didn't happen. That's a problem you have to face. That's the beginning of the conversation now, not the end of the conversation. What happens next for the Lakers franchise is as fascinating to all NBA fans, quite frankly, as it is to just Lakers fans. Yep. Radio Tinder is next on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, producer Lindsay. Um, yeah. I want you to know that yesterday when Chris and I were at Black Gold in Yorba Linda, Mm-hmm. I met the rep from Tequila Mandala, and he gave me this bottle of Tequila Mandala Extra Añejo, 100% Agave Azul, Edición Limitada, and the bottle is beautiful. And I, I couldn't help myself. Clinton, I know what I'm about to say is very tacky, but I'm going to just say it because that's kind of my deal. I actually looked up online, like, what does a bottle of this Tequila Mandala cost? This is extremely tacky. But yeah. Dude, this is their best stuff. Uh, I mean, okay, okay. Is... you know what? You, you, you did that well. You left the price out. You yeah. just went with the tiered yeah. description. Good yeah. call. They're from this Jalisco. Is... They do it right. right. This, is, okay. this is their best, best, best stuff. And Top it's... shelf, if you will. Right, and it's still got the seal on the bottle. 
And tonight I'm going to have dinner with a pal of mine who I haven't seen in a little while. And I'm bringing the bottle of tequila mandala to the crib so that he and I can pour it and taste it together. But now talk about tacky. Does he automatically assume I'm leaving it there? Where are you going? I'm going to his house. Oh, yeah. yeah you kind of have to leave it there. Yeah. No, no. This, you know what? And this is one of those things where this shouldn't even be an issue. If you're going to take it there, you got it for free? Yeah. Yeah, take it there, break it open, and this is where you show the magnanimousness that is the Scott Kaplan lifestyle. You can just bless your friends with Top Shelf Tequila because yep. that's how you're living. You see and what I'm plus, saying? And plus, then they'll serve it to other friends, and they'll be like, wow, that's great tequila. I need to buy some of that. So, therefore, you're like being a little undercover salesman, you know? Yeah. You just say, hold that. You know what I mean? And then you keep okay. it moving. That's, right, that's the right. move. That's the baller move right okay. there. You all say, right. I'm going to leave this with you as long as you promise no, you don't to share anything. the wealth. You don't say anything. But that's a good idea, too. You, you, you certainly pay it forward, but you don't have to, like, make it a scene because that also kind of deletes the fun part of leaving it. You don't want to be like, I'm leaving this here for you, you lucky Don. You say, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, you know, you just say, as she said, I don't listen, know, I would. I'm leaving yeah, this for it. you. Bless the people, you know? How about yeah, if I just yeah, bring yeah. it over and I'm like, right. hey, hey, I know you love really great tequila. This is going to blow away everything you got in your collection. Here. And then, and then I look like I'm bringing. Laura, it's like the way you gave your friend the robe. Right. You know, it's like a regift. Uh, it's not exactly. It's, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's booze. Booze oh. doesn't qualify on the regift. Oh, it doesn't? No, not no, it it's, it's exempt. Dude, right, well, the, they're badass though. They are super pretty bottles. Yeah, I've seen I believe them. It. Yeah. the bottles believe. are legitimate art. Seriously, yeah. okay. All yeah, right, well, you posted it on your IG at Scott Kaplan, right? Don't well, send people to the IG. Don't get the feet involved. No, no. Well, I posted <laughs> it all over Twitter yesterday. I was, you know, hey Clinton, I was doing a bunch of dad bod modeling yesterday. Oh, I see modeling. Yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> It's time for Radio Tinder. It is being brought to us by Tequila Mandala. Producer Lindsay. All right, so a bill that was signed in Florida last week requires all students to take and pass a basic financial literacy course to graduate from high school. The intention, of course, is to provide a foundation for students to learn about the basics of money management, understanding debt, and how to balance a checkbook, among other things. This course is going to be required starting in the 2023-24 school year. Do you think that this should be a requirement in every state? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right. I feel like one of the things that school never really taught me was just basic things like that. I mean, I learned about American history. I forgot it all. I don't know anything about American history. I, world history, I don't know anything about that. Algebra, I couldn't do anything. I, I can't help any kids with math problems. But the one thing that I feel like I would have really, like I would have learned, absorbed, and used would be how to do basic functions when it comes to, to money management. And so I think this is sound, it sounds like a really good idea. I'm going to swipe left on this, not because I think it's a bad idea, but can we update the curriculum? I mean, balancing checkbooks? Right, checkbooks what are like, we talking on, about here? Who's checks. got a check? Yeah. I go to the grocery store. They say no checks unless you're 80 plus and can't see. That's <laughs> okay, literally we'll what it says on the sign. We'll say checking account. We'll say you got to learn how to balance your checking account. I know. Can I get to the bit here? What I'm saying is that they should be treating people how to deal with overdraft fees and NFT nonsense. You can update this. Yes, financial literacy, easy for me to say, should be part of the high school curriculum. For sure. It should be part of the middle school curriculum, to be quite honest. Honestly, it should be part of the college curriculum. That's curri a good point. Curriculum, too. Exactly. When well, I was they, in my... school, they required, um, they required us to take an elective, like, home ec, I think was one. And Economics. That, that, was, that was, like, the most popular one. Home ec could come back, too, with a, with an updated, an updated uh, mm. what's it called? Let everybody take it. And don't just pe teach people how to sew iron and boil water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We had and, and, skills, though. Yeah. I, when I took the I took the money a money management class that was more useful than 
any other class I think that I took because I learned about the stock market. I learned about balancing checkbooks, like Mm -hmm. way more valuable than all the other stuff. Teach people how to set up their Wi-Fi networks. Yeah, really. That's (laughs) serious. Goodness. For real. My 19-year-old daughter goes to school at Boise State. My um, accountant, because, you know, we're dealing with all tax stuff right now, said to her by email, hey, listen, you need to write a check for $35 and send it to this address to the state of California. In the mail. Wow. Yeah, and and my, my daughter said, can you have my dad take care of that, please? I'm like, no, you handle it because we're trying to teach you how to deal with tax stuff. You're going to get a $36 federal refund. You're going to pay $35 to the state of California. You got a dollar. Well, hold on. Is the, is the hurdle the money or is the hurdle the finding, I don't know, a stamp? An envelope, a post oh. office, a Oh, checkbook. don't get Cap started on finding stamps. That's right. what I'm I mean, saying. Like, right. the hurdle there is the sending of the actual paper documents. I don't think it's the paying of the money. No, I think it's the it's the it's what you started with, which is she's like, wait, how do I write a check? I don't right. have any checks. Right, exactly. Okay. How do I pay this? Okay. Good idea. All right, Linz, what else? All right, so next one. So he may be projected to miss the cut, or I think he has officially missed the cut since I wrote this, but Stuart Sink had a shot to remember in round two of the Masters today. The PJ Pro knocked in a hole-in-one on number 16. It marks the first ace at the Masters since Tommy Fleetwood did it on the same hole back in 2021. Have you guys ever hit a hole-in-one or witnessed someone who did? Swipe left or swipe right, Clinton? Uh, swipe left. I don't play golf, but I'll listen to Scott's stories about this because he gets it out on the golf course a lot. I know you and Morales like to get out there. Ireland gets out there a lot. I'm not a golfer, but I will, I will, I will lay my gavel down to hear your. I got to tell you, Clint, I haven't played golf in so long. I've kind of given up the game because it just takes too long. By the time you drive to the course and then you play and then you get done and then you have a drink and then you drive home, it's a lot. I, I just haven't played in so long and. The last time I did play was at Black Gold. This is when we had the 710 golf tournament, and I broke a three wood, and I still haven't oh. gone to Callaway Golf to get it fixed. How did you break it? Did you break it during swing, or did yeah. you break it post swing? No, I swung, I hit the ball, and the club like snapped. <laughs> so you didn't know. What you had. Yeah. That's yeah. embarrassing. I know, totally embarrassing. Uh, but here's the thing I, I witnessed one hole in one in my life. It was a 181 yard hole, uh, par, par three, three yeah. at, uh, at uh, La Costa, which is where they used to have a PGA Tour event. I don't remember what it was called. All okay. right. And my former radio partner, Clinton, who's a 10-year NFL superstar, a guy by the name of Billy Ray Smith, played for the Chargers for all 10 years, was a two-time All-American at Arkansas, and a guy had a spectacular career. We're playing one day. He hits this shot, and the hole was kind of, like, hidden. I'm like, dude, you might have put one in. We went up to the the green, couldn't find the ball. There it was in the cup. I've only witnessed one in my entire life. I sort of feel like... In the world of everything being on YouTube, everything being live streamed, that kind of analog hole-in-one experience is almost cooler. You know, it's like, I can't find a ball. Oh, wait, it's in the hole. Tell you what, let's get out of here. You know, that's cool. It's funny you say that because it is analog because another buddy of mine uh, who lives down in Cabo, American Mm -hmm. dude, lives down in Cabo. He had a hole-in-one the other day for the first time in his life, and it was all captured on Instagram. So I was like, I was practically there, dude. Right. <laughs> I saw it for myself. Right. Almost forgot about it. Yeah. Analog, high def. <laughs> you right. know, my brother was at the Masters last year, and he witnessed Tommy Fleetwood's hole-in-one on the same hole last cool. year. Nice. And really there's, cool. a, there's a really cool picture. Like, he sent me the video of it on TV because you could see him standing at the tee box, my brother. And so I, like, zoomed it in and froze it, and I had, like, this um, – framed thing made where i had the picture of him you know my brother with celebrating the hole-in-one and tommy fleetwood celebrating the hole-in-one and i got him a signed tommy fleetwood um scorecard 
for that's the cool. Masters, so. I did the same thing to Clinton today. Clinton had the uh, the robe on, and then his his baseball bat <laughs> gavel, and I freezed it. I stopped it. I screenshotted it, and then I tweeted it. <laughs> I did the same that is thing. Quite funny. <laughs> the, the funny thing yeah. is, I actually forgot the gavel. I was on my way to pick up the consigliere before we went out. I forgot the gavel. I'd yet to hit the freeway. I turned around and went home. Got that thing and made sure it was there for the proceedings. Dedication. Wow, you were really early, too. Commitment to the bits, yeah. All right, last one I'm going to do is a big deal or no deal. So Garrett Cole started for the Yankees today in their season opener, and things did not go very well for him. But a big part of the story is before the game, uh, he was seen being very upset over the pregame ceremonies going a little bit long and throwing a bit of a tantrum. After the game, he admitted that he was indeed not happy about how the game started four minutes later than it was supposed to. He said that the delayed start, which was 112 instead of 108, was, quote, an unforeseen challenge for him and that the festivities got a little away from the schedule. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal that he's whining about it. You know, I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's obviously not a big deal that the game started four minutes late, but it's a really big deal that a guy of his caliber of a pitcher who makes that kind of money is going to come out to the press afterwards and complain about four minutes. I mean, what are, what are guys wearing watches when they go from the outfield and the bullpen and their warm-ups onto the pitcher's mound? They're like, oh, my God, we're like two minutes late. Oh, my God, my head is so screwed up. We're two minutes late. I don't think it's a big deal that the game started late. I think it's a big deal that he's whining about it. I'll, I'll piggyback on that, and I'll say it's a big deal if that was actually really a problem for his process, too. Like, if you've got a four-minute window to start a game, or else you're psychologically defeated or and or your arm isn't in tune, yo, your landing pad is a little too small. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how you want to – you know what I mean? And I, I mean that in all sincerity because pitchers in this offseason have been in a different circumstance because of the later spring training start, the shorter window, the way everything has worked out in terms of getting their throws in and getting their arm programs going. Like, yo, if four minutes is throwing you off that much, that's a real – actual baseball problem not just one of the actual pitcher like you don't want him to be that sort of fragile in terms of the, the target they have to hit that's r- a little concerning to me on two fronts scott i'm with you on that no yeah. doubt there you go there's radio tinder brought to you by tequila mandala all right we're, we're heading towards laker pregame and i want to say to everybody clinton you brought this up earlier i've i'm done watching laker games mm. but i'll watch the postgame press conferences i'm done watching laker games but i can't wait to listen tonight to the Laker pregame show with Sliwa and Michael and some of Ireland. I can't wait to hear the pregame show. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Can't wait. All right, stick around, everybody. We haven't really talked much yet about the Dodgers and their Game 1 victory over Colorado 5-3. to We'll get there next. What happened today at Coors Field? How did the, the Dodgers come back and win this game? We'll get there. The Honorable Clinton Yates is in for Sedano, and this is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Friday afternoon on Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. What a day on this radio station with these listeners, with all of the shows, with the trial of the century. (laughs) It was magical, and the Honorable Clinton Yates has been grinding all day, judging early and talking some sports and lots of stuff outside of sports. Here this afternoon. Doing Clinton. my best here. Baseball season is underway. Just want to give a thanks to all the fans and all the listeners, all the interactors, all the viewers that showed up and you know showed support for this rather ridiculous family feud that we chose to undergo live on air, but it was a good time. Well, I'm so glad you said family feud because you said earlier that your judging style was based very much on that uh, of Steve Harvey. Yeah, and absolutely. So 
Right. I mean, it was like a, it's like a family feud and a judging situation all wrapped up into one. Precisely. Yeah. So um, let me ask you something before we talk Dodgers and Rockies and what happened. Today is Friday afternoon. Tonight is the last Laker home game. Uh, you got big plans going on this weekend, CY? Tell me. Honestly, I'm a little beat, and it's the first weekend I will have been home in a long time. You know, I get around a lot of the country, as you all know. Television's Clinton Yates, my handsome man community duties take me to a lot of different places. But I'm staying home this weekend. I ain't doing jack. Really? <laughs> that, that's what's going on this weekend for sure. God, I'm watching man. golf. I'm chilling out. You might find me on the beach, but I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That is that is like the best feeling. Yes. Last weekend I had a similar situation on on Sunday. I was like, we don't have anything. Like we don't have to be anywhere. We don't have to go visit with anybody. We, I stayed in bed till like nine o'clock in the morning, which for me is like, I mean, that that's might as well be mega late, right? Dude, just, that's just sleeping alarm free for me is 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 a win. You know yeah. what I mean? Never mind when I get to wake up. Yeah, super late. And then all we did was we just decided to get on foot and we just walked. And we're like, where are we going? We don't know. Nice. We just started walking. Nice. And then we found some place. We sat down, some mimosas and something to eat. And right. then we just walked more. And we walked through stores and shops. and just We just walked. And we're like we're looking at our watches going, do we have to be anywhere? Do we have to pick up kids? No, no. We just walked. So it was one of those great weekends where I didn't have anything to do, anywhere to be, no appointments of any kind. So, uh, it's a great yeah. feeling. Great it feeling. is a good feeling. Laura, big plans this weekend? Nah, man, I'm tired. I just want to chill. I want to enjoy my place. Any, uh, you want to tell us about the weird creeper in your building that, uh... <laughs> so really quick, I was sitting in my balcony and I was doing my homework and I just hear a shh, 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 shh. That's never a good look. No. Ever. But, you know, I'm not really entertaining tripping. it. Right. So, whatever, he continues to do. He's like, yo, you with the laptop. And I'm like, okay, yeah, hi, whatever. Then, where is he? You're on your balcony. Where so, is he? So, I... Uh, I oversee the the court the courtyard, so uh-huh. there's many balconies that you can kind of interact if you really want to. Right, like Melrose Place. So I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know, hey, whatever. So I didn't, you know, pay no mind. And then maybe like I want to say, 30, 40 seconds later, he starts doing it again, like, and I was like, bruh. And he's like, yo, girl, over there with the laptop. And I was like, oh, I mean, as I like try to go say, hey, whatever, you know, I see he has a sign with a phone number and he's like doing the sign to call me. You like, know what you got to get? You, you got to do you got to you got to implement something that I love to do. You got to get I used to do this all the time back in college. You got to get a Nerf gun. And <laughs> just start popping dudes. Like, this is how you do it. Yap, yap, bang. I, I that just, just means stay, I stay, stay away. You're not, I'm not going to hurt you. If this hits you, you'll know. But I got the plastic foam bullets on that. deck. You know what I'm saying? Any guy who has a piece of paper with his phone on it, like, Gotta go. That deserves, call me. That's what I, that's I, what I thought say, about what it. What was he doing? Was he, like, with that stalking nerf you? Like, did he, did he leave the courtyard and go get, like, a piece of paper no, and well, a marker and come back? Or, like, so the way that that my courtyard set up like it's just a lot of balconies and they're very they're not super close but they're close enough they're, they're close enough that you can holler yeah literally and like i've seen i've seen cute guys like kind of really far and i'm like oh he hot but right. i'm not over there like yo sh- sh- dude in the red shorts you know three windows down <laughs> like it's weird that's weird that is weird it's an aggressive move by that gentleman i gotta say yeah i mean it's impressive, it's impressive no 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 not impressive not at all the judge rules against that i understand the honorable yeah uh lindsey any any big plans coming up this weekend um, nope, not, not that I, not that I can think of. I'm just going to mm-hmm. hang out at home as usual with Chewy, you know. Watch documentaries? L- live in the dream. I'm mm-hmm. out of documentaries to watch. So really? if anyone has any new ones, 
Yeah, I'm tapped out. I'm fresh. I'm fresh caught up on everything. How about that weird dude that's behind your building that's working out shirtless that you're checking out? No, he's out? he's not weird. I thought he was very attractive, and like oh. I was texting you guys earlier, I where we lived, we like oversee this area with like cornhole, and there's a um, a quad tire basically. a tire thing where they do the workout. People work out outside my window all the time. Normally, it really grosses me out hearing them like grunting and making noises. This guy was, was real cute, and so me and my roommate were just kind of spying on him for a while. Really? How'd sure. that go? <laughs> well, did you? I mean, we were just... Like, yeah, I read the text. There's a whole other audience here on this radio program listening. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, we, there's nothing else that really happened other than just us, you know, we're just kind of watch, watching him, and then we figured next time we'll get in our workout clothes and go join him. Oh, uh, okay, so we moved... We're getting Follow up. up. But that doesn't mean work out with him. That means get in the workout clothes and then go join him. No, we'll go work out right next to him. Looks like the guy had nice form on his crunches. I'll tell you that right now. He did, definitely. Yeah, that like kid's he was working on days? that six-pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you know, very well. He did it. <laughs> you guys so, got all sorts of people hanging outside, outside of your windows. That's that's. Dude, amazing. I've never, okay, so I've never lived in an apartment. This is my first time being right. on my own. Everybody knows this. This is a very interesting concept for me. Oh, like, yeah. I've never lived in an apartment, even with my family. Where, like, other people are just there? Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Walk outside your door, there's just folks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I swear I thought I saw prostitutes like today. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, really? whoa, could yes. Be. It was crazy. I'm like, this is, this is going to be something. Everybody's got to eat, you know? <laughs> Everybody got to eat. That's the truth. That's the clean just truth. Saying. So, Clinton, did you, uh, as you were there today officiating the trial of the century, did you get to keep an eye on the Dodgers versus the Rockies? Now, look, it's only game one, but I know people get excited for opening day. It's the yeah. very first game. Did you happen to catch game one today? Dodgers find themselves down early, but come storming back, um, and uh, and they get the win on the road. So, one for one, and if they're going to go undefeated, the, the, the streak started. If they're not... <laughs> We'll see what happens by tomorrow. Two things. Jorge showed up to the remote quickly, and he was doing one of the best bits that I absolutely love. They opened the series on the road. Guess who's got a road Urias jersey on? Oh, that would be Jorge. He didn't have the white. He had the gray. You know what I'm saying? Appropriate to what the team was doing. So I peeped that. But other than that, only all I saw was Kevin Lux lumbering around the bases, falling all over himself. That was all I really peeped. So, no. That's, I was checking also, out today. I was today. I was looking for Freddie Freeman to see how his first day would go. Yeah, uh, one for three. Did have two strikeouts. Mookie Betts was one for five. He had two strikeouts. Uh, Trey Turner also had two strikeouts. Justin Turner had two strikeouts. Not that it's like any big deal. They scored five runs in the um, fourth inning. So that's kind of you know, there was two nothing in the second inning. Colorado was up, and then the Dodgers scored five in the fourth, and that was kind of all the scoring. But I was just looking because. I feel like everybody's looking at Cody Bellinger to see what he's going to do. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to all be looking at the box score every day. And it turns out Bellinger, again, with the whole Dodger world watching, 0 for 4 today. Sure. But I think this is going to be overplayed as long as they win games. I mean, let, let's be honest here. This is a team that's good enough to hide him. This is a team that's honestly good enough to let him work it out. Is that how I would handle things if I was Dave? Not necessarily. But if they start the season off 10-0 and 0, and Cody Bellinger's 0 for 20, nobody's going to care. Right. I mean, I think Cody – and listen, Dave said this the other day when he was on Mason Ireland. He's like, look, Cody Bellinger is a good enough defensive player. Yeah. Oh, in the outfield, of course. Right, that we can – he didn't use this word, but this is what I heard him say. We can hide a player like that because he's that good defensively, and we have so many other great offensive players in front of him that we can live with it. We want him to break out of the slump that he was in a year ago, but he's he's so good defensively – 
that we can live with it. I, you know, I tend to agree. I mean, that's 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 the thing. But at the same time, I think if you're a Dodger fan, you want you want an end to that. You don't want to say, okay, we're doing this until the All Star break. You know what I'm saying? You're you're gonna want to make sure that you get a timeline on when you've made a decision on Cody Bellinger. Hey, last thing on the Dodgers. Uh, we were talking about Trevor Bauer last week, and I just want to say one thing because you know, there's a lot of talk about his, you know, everything that's going on. Bauer's criminal case is closed because the prosecutors determined that they could not prove the accusations against him beyond a reasonable doubt, particularly because he says everything was fully consensual. So we will see where that goes. Hey, Clinton, great job today. Great job as the judge and an awesome job here on the show. Have a great weekend, man. Really appreciate you. Laura, Lindsay, phenomenal work all week. Hey, guys, we are back on Monday. Can't wait for this Laker pregame show, and I'm about to post a picture of my feet on the Sedano and Cap community. Overruled. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>